Confessing should be easy. Good evening, Investing Should Be Easy community. This is Alex Richwagon, and thanks so much for joining us tonight. We're going to have a fantastic show. There's going to be a lot of information that I'm going to throw at you, things that you may have never known, because guess what? I didn't know about this subject. We're going to call tonight, wait for it, Dollar General Night. Not something you would have thought you would have heard on Investing Should Be Easy. Um, once again, my my name is Alex Richwagon, your host, author of several uh, published books, including Investing Should Be Easy, you can find on Amazon. But um, back to the topic at hand is investing should be easy, goes in every different direction. I found this idea in a research article on Fortune Magazine, and the article was around Dollar General and what a hidden gem it, it really is inside of several other thousands of companies out there and one that's been not really competing with the Amazons, the Walmarts, the Target. They're a threshold below. But when I reframe it to a a company that's been growing at almost a 20% growth rate the last 10 years, they've consistently paid a dividend and increased that dividend. They had... Um, a private equity firm that took them private and then brought it back public and the returns on it afterwards to make their stores brighter, um, open up selection and make it more appealing for not only um, lower income demographics, but also some lower middle income and then also middle income. And would it shock you that say 16% of their demographic foot traffic is uh, household income over $100,000. So they've done a lot of things that I, again, when I read through this article, I was really taken back and really astonished by it and said, if you would have thrown your money in 10 years ago at a 20% year over year growth rate annualized, that is really impressive. I mean, think about all these really innovative companies that have done amazing things like the Amazon, the Apples, the Netflix of the world, and you've got this dollar general company that has over 15,000 stores is expanding their product line still serves the communities and the demographics and they do it really really well and they've got it down to a science that is just so impressive um, and some of the numbers behind it it's a very healthy company and we'll get into that a little bit later but I want to go through some of the stories of who they are what they did what I took out of uh, the article on fortune.com um, actually fortune magazine that I subscribed to because again it was way too good to pass up of an article that I said, you got to bring this to the audience of uh, something that I found with, you know, my paid research of here's a absolute gem in the midst of all of this innovation, all these things. And guess what? When we went into a recession back in 2008, they actually grew and they grew market share because people that were really down on their luck and really down in hard times they flocked because they had to save a buck and they, they had to sacrifice things. That's that's what companies are all about is they're trying to help people that are maybe not doing as well. But again, they're doing it really well and they've sh sharpened their sword to beat out um, Family Dollar and Dollar Tree, which we'll talk about in a little bit of a blessing in disguise of what happened there um, about a year or so ago and how it really impacted Dollar, dollar Tree. <clears throat> so... 
who is Dollar General? They've got over 15,000 stores. And where do they hunt? Great question. Hey, you probably have seen one or two. Where they actually they target their locations is where Target and Walmart are not. They, they generally look for areas, um, towns, not cities, but like towns of 20,000 people or less. And the stores itself sell less than 10,000 items, um, which may sound like a lot, but compared to Walmart, who sells about 100,000, or Amazon, who sells millions, it's really a small um, fraction of those much bigger outfits. <clears throat> The majority of their items are priced between $1 and $8 on average, and they do have some upscale areas like um, $8 to $20 for maybe like a really nice Lego set for your kids at times of Christmas. People, regardless of their demographic, their income, um, whatever, they still go out and buy their kids toys. They still buy them Christmas gifts. They still celebrate. Maybe they don't do it as lavishly. And a really nice Lego set could be the main gift that you get for your kids, but they still cater to that audience. And there's a certain level of respect that you've got to kind of tip your hat to and say, you know, they, at least they know who they're serving and what they're doing. <clears throat> Speaking of who they're serving, get into a little bit of their demographics is 50% of their demographic um, makes less than $50,000 annually in their household, but they're growing in um, small pieces. And the small pieces that we're going to hit on and kind of talk through a little bit and like why some are test, if you will, um, start off with like food. So why food? Well, food, if you can capture the same mom or same father, if the father's doing the shopping, it's fine. Um, I do the shopping for us um, a lot of times, so I shouldn't single that out. But if they if they're targeting the same um, person that does the shopping and they're getting, you know, their toiletries, their paper towels, their basic necessities, but they also can pick up some of their food items all in one stop and as well as save some money. It's actually not that bad of an idea. But what, what they're being very careful with the Dollar General is when you start getting into fresh um, things like vegetables, um, you know, fresh vegetables, fresh produce, and meat that can spoil. Well, Dollar Generals, in order to keep costs low and pass the savings along to their customers and keep a lot of things at a dollar, is they need to, they, they don't employ like salaries um, at really high cost and high wages within their, their teams and their staffs. So if you have spoilage, then you need more hands on deck and you need people to watch this stuff more and it's got to change over more often. So it, there's a whole psychology to why the grocery stores of um, a Publix or a Whole Foods is who they are or a Kroger's because they've got more personnel to monitor those situations in a very tight uh, margin business. But when you expand into some of these fresh um, pieces, the margins kind of open up. So they're trying to find that balance. Um, you might see this in some um, grocery stores. Even the fact of bringing in uh, refrigerators that can be stocked with, and they're not snubbing their nose. They've even got Coca-Cola. They've got some major brands in Dollar Generals. When they're doing even refrigerators, um, their cost, um, or actually no, their margins increase upwards of 10 to 15% because of being able to put 
placements of sodas and cold sodas, and sometimes we're selling them individually to capture that customer that's like, hey, can I get two sodas for a dollar? And there it's a um, spontaneous purchase. So these are things that they're thinking about within the food industry that's going to add, um, but they're not doing it all, all in the same thing. I looked at the CEO's comments and he says, you want to make sure that you don't shift too quickly and misconstrue what your business model should and shouldn't be. And I think that's a really smart understanding of what's going on there. The other thing is around um, technology. So they they did um, go through an overhaul of investing into the stores to make more strategic decisions about um, remodeling, improved lighting, improved shopping areas, more spacious, new stores were better organized and sleeker. Notice I didn't mention anything around e-commerce, ordering ahead or doing that, that stuff or being online. No, they're investing into technology, into the stores with, hey, Maybe if we have smarter lighting, maybe we have better lighting, maybe people will understand and see different areas of the store. Maybe they'll be more attracted to go to those areas. I know we've talked about in year and um, past around the difference between Home Depot and Lowe's. Well, one of the biggest difference that came out of surveys between why people enjoyed shopping at um, Home Depot versus Lowe's was lighting and ability to feel safe. Guess what Lowe's did? They followed right in the same direction and they saw some gains on it. So it's not really crazy to say when you invest in technology or solutions that it could be the internal technology of the store and making it more pleasant to be around by understanding what is generating customer interest. So they've done some investments there and I'll get into another piece that they're looking at. But um, you talk about the fresh groceries as well, like fresh groceries Again, could be the fresh meats, it could be fresh produce, but what about when it's not a fresh grocery? Things that are frozen meals, like those things don't spoil as often because they've got preservatives, got other things, things like canned, canned food as well. People will stretch their dollar. They've got to be able to do that. And keep in mind, I told you earlier, of the demographic that shops at Dollar General, 16% of the demographic is making over $100,000. So even those folks aren't too proud are going in there maybe they want to save a few bucks and maybe you want maybe they've got some debt or something else going on but it doesn't matter saving money isn't isn't ever anything that's going to go out of style or something across um, different demographics something i talked about a little bit earlier and i know this is it's a lot of information but i thought this article was really really cool and it painted the picture of not only a company that knows who its demographic is and know its customer base, but how they tailor their needs to it and how sometimes, despite the fact that you'd look at it and go, really, is that, is that a stock that I'd want to invest in? Is that something I'd want to look at? I, listen, I, I first person to tell you, I it's something I overlooked and I shouldn't have because it's an amazing story. Talk about twenty percent growth in your portfolio. If you can guarantee that in your portfolio over a long stretch, uh, ding ding ding, sign me up now. I'll take that all day long. Um, a few more things that I want to hit on about the actual store itself, and then I want to talk about the financial side. Um, one piece that was pretty um, blessing in disguise is they lost out on a pricing war for Family Dollar, and. Dollar Tree, so the three main hubs, again, Family Dollar, Dollar Tree, and Dollar General, all are the niche in that market. 
So Dollar Tree made a takeover bid for Family Dollar, and um, Dollar General lost out on that bid. Blessing in disguise. It um, it really, um, I don't know if screwed up is the best thing. This is back in 20, 20, 2015, but it it really hampered Dollar Tree. The the company combined it had almost fifteen thousand stores, but the growth overhauled um, a lot of family dollar uh, location so family tree wasn't really focused on their own strategy they wanted to acquire and grow faster but in the end they had to write down 2.7 billion dollars which has really struggled their stock they have not had 20 percent growth year over year they have not had something like that and it put the position of dollar general to say they just focus on their own strategy they know their customer the demographic they know what they want to test what they don't want to do and they weren't in they weren't distracted to pay attention to acquiring another company and integrating the two cultures and integrating two organizations of what kind of inventory are we gonna keep, how are we gonna run things, what are we keeping food, are we not doing food? Like all the questions they've got to go through, and Dollar General just sees pat and just sieged past them. One last thing about what the store is and what it isn't that I thought was like absolutely fascinating about um dollar stores in general is like common myths and this again i would have fallen right in the bucket um same thing so common myths about uh dollar dollar stores these are five myths i thought was really cool um everything costs a dollar not really um the bulk of items cost between a dollar and ten or a dollar to eight um that's one myth um number two only poor people shop at dollar stores well, not really not really um in a survey in 2018 21 percent of all dollar stores remember we talked about 16 percent of dollar general but all dollar stores that includes dollar tree family dollar and dollar general um household income of a hundred thousand dollars or more so people that are looking to save a few dollars maybe they've got a bunch of kids going to college who knows number three they only sell a junk food nope they, i mean they do sell frozen pizzas um, frozen chicken pot pies, but they're trying to get into healthier fares and maybe some fresh produce to other locations. Number four, merchandise is closeout junk. Not really. They're starting to get in. I talked about Coca-Cola earlier. Now they've got Procter & Gamble. They're selling four rolls of toilet paper for a dollar. So they figured out a mishmash of not only um, lower unknown brands, but also Name brands like Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola. We know who they are. The last myth is really in remote areas. Well, no, not really. I told you what their strategy is, is to look in rural areas or maybe towns of 20,000 or less, but they're they're expanding into strong presence um, suburbs um, across America to try to gain market share while still serving their current demographic, but also... How do you start to grab some of that middle class to open up and go into those things? I tell you one thing, um, you know, your your wife um, is planning a kids party, planning any kind of surprise party, and planning any kind of party in general. Going to a dollar store and getting a whole bunch of supplies of paper plates and decorations and party hats and things for people to just be able to throw away after the party is a is such a great um out 
outlook to try to just go into one of these stores and get all that stuff there because again you're dealing with kids that don't really care about that stuff but same thing you still want to have things for people when they show up to your house so any kind of party supply things great outlet um, those are the five myths um, anything from everything costing a dollar to only um, you know look at remote areas or close out junk no they do a lot more than that and I think start opening your eyes of how they've been able to take a company from a where it was to a 36 billion dollar company 36 billion they've got a really healthy balance sheet i looked at some of their ratios some of their numbers um this year alone they're <laughs> they've expanded their price earnings ratio um the price earnings e- price earnings growth like everything is growing the right direction but their um earnings per share growth this year is almost 32 percent. that's outstanding for a company of their size and the number of stores they've got the the current ratio 1.2 which is a again a reminder your assets to liabilities which means they're not taking on too much debt again they're talking about dollar general here um exclusively their debt at equity ratio was 0.4 long-term debt to equity 0.4 they've got a lot of good things going in their favor the one thing that you would skimp at them is you talk about like you know what about their margins they do make some really razor thin margins but it's almost like um how costco sells in bulk and they're able to make really big margins on things same thing here their margins are skimpy but they sell a lot of bulk and they have great uh turnover ratio without things spoiling and going back to finding a balance between produce and fruit and do you want to get in that market was you can sell a million um chicken pot pies for a dollar you're going to sacrifice some nutrition but in the same aspect you're going to be able to reap the benefits of you didn't got it that stuff that's not going to spoil and you're still going to be able to sell it um they pay a dividend pay a healthy dividend that's been growing over time they've you know what else do i see here i'm on finviz.com just going through a lot of their ratios and things that I find interesting, especially from a tur- turnover standpoint. But this year alone, they've grown um, almost 20% already in the year to date for 2019. And while they're projecting um, not as fast of growth um, going forward over the next 12 months, it's still a really, really safe investment. Because even if the economy starts to take a downturn, Guess who's going to be sitting there waiting and helping all these families and maybe even families they didn't expect to serve? Dollar General. So really solid investment, something to take a look at, and something you literally, it's one of those set it and forget it. You could literally just invest away at it over years to come. And I think it's something that could take a you know pretty good part of your portfolio eventually. Um, don't. Don't think about it as a, wow, would I invest in Dollar Tree like or Dollar General? It's a $37 billion company, and they pay a dividend, and they've been growing steadily, and they know what the hell they're doing. So with that, we're going to we're gonna leave off there for tonight's show. I hope you enjoyed the show on a uh, beautiful July 10th uh, night in 2019. And um, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Comments or feedback, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's alex.richwagon at gmail.com. You guys have a wonderful night, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. 
Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.